So the big question is this. How does a powerful, high-achieving woman who's successful in every part of her life, except with men, dating, and relationships, meet, attract, and create that healthy relationship that lasts with the right man? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Barry Price, and welcome to Her Dating and Relationship Secrets. Secret number 105, we could call it how to have a happy holidays, or at least do some healing through the holidays. The holiday season can bring up so much in the dating and relationship journey. You know, actually, uh, I was just watching a show that's out on Netflix now called Dash and Lily, and I may start doing some YouTube videos around some of the dating lessons in it, actually, but it's set through the holidays and all of the themes that do tend to come up as most of the world heads into its holiday season around some of the loneliness that can come up if we're single, some of the old family stories or toxicity of our past pattern. Remember that part of the uh, formula that we work through, the framework that we help you have success with, that success formula includes your inner environments. So all of your old painful childhood memories, all of the stories and beliefs you picked up from mom and dad or from other people along the way. Well, during the holiday season, sometimes those same people all gather and we get to be around them. It might be a time of year where you are around triggering people or a time of year you're reminded of not having a person that you've lost, whether through breakup or them passing. But this time of year brings up so much, not to mention the constant rotation of you know, uh, jeweler commercials of men proposing to women. So let's be proactive so that you can actually have a happy slash healing holiday season. What we want to do is at least be aware of what past holiday seasons have been like. You can be aware of what the holiday season meant to you as a kid, because those are very formative years. But then also ask yourself which holiday seasons have stood out the most to you. What have been the most memorable, either positively or negatively, seasons around this time of year as you come into the, the end of the year and then into the new year? What are the themes that have come up for you over and over again? And what's coming up for you now? Because that's really important for you to be aware of. If you're not aware of what's coming up for you, then how can you change it? How can you actually correct it or fix it if you don't even know what it is? I see a lot of people right now who are doing kind of like the pre-holiday hookups. There's people who are sleeping with exes or sleeping with on-again, off-again guys that they've been mostly off-again with for a while. But they're feeling the season change and everyone kind of getting together with their loved ones and something is making them want to at least connect, if not emotionally, then at least physically with somebody. Dating apps are fired up again. And now as we head through November and into December, it is a time to observe yourself, not just to observe holiday rituals, but to observe yourself. What's going on with you? 
What stories from the past is this bringing up? For me, growing up, the holidays were kind of a weird time. I mean, as a kid of divorced parents, there was the um, Christmas Eve celebration with my mom, my sister. And then there was the Christmas morning where I'd get to see my dad and I looked at it as two sets of presents. Get the get to ask my mom for stuff I wanted and I'd get to ask my dad for different stuff that I wanted. But at its core and at its heart, there really wasn't a family gathering. As I got into my teenage years and my sister was older and it kind of moved on into her own independent life by the time I was a teenager, there was even less of that idea of family. My mom and I kind of were the vagabonds at different family friends tables for a few years. When I got into my 20s, I was just in my party phase and kind of just put my head down through the holiday season, looked forward to holiday parties because that was a chance to maybe meet somebody. But even then, I was somewhere in between putting pressure on finding a person and just trying to stay so non-attached that I was really emotionally unavailable. It wasn't until in my 30s with Anna that I began to be able to enjoy the feeling of this time of year as a time of connection instead of a time of loneliness, isolation, pain, or distraction. Being able to enjoy being around those you're close with is such a beautiful thing. And so maybe you do have that sister you're close to or the family that you are still close to. It is a good time to be around loved ones, friends, family, partner, whomever they happen to be for you. And if you're feeling that person missing, it's a really good time to learn how to go deep into connecting with and loving yourself. Like the friend of ours who had never been married but wanted to be, and she was approaching 50 and wondering if it would ever happen for her. New Year's Eve had always been a really painful night for her. For many years, she would just drink uh, and go out and party to try to distract herself. Then for a little while, she stayed in kind of sad and depressed on New Year's Eve. Then she started at least starting to turn towards this idea of self and meeting her own needs by having a date night with herself on a New Year's Eve. But it was still kind of a reaction to wanting to avoid loneliness. So it was overdoing the whole thing, kind of the way a guy might overdo romancing. If he's trying too hard, she was literally trying too hard to convince herself not to feel lonely that night. But the champagne, the chocolate, the bubble bath, you know, all of the different things she overdid to pamper herself. But it was a necessary step. It wasn't until a couple years after that, that on New Year's Eve, after doing a lot of work on self-love and feeling good enough and and spirituality too, in those environments we talk about, that she found she was able to just enjoy the night in without making a big deal of it or it being painful. She was okay. She felt fine. She was happy and content and peaceful. And in some ways, it was just another night. She acknowledged that it was New Year's Eve, but she didn't have to overdo it to make up for anything. It may be this way as you kind of stare down the pipe at what's coming up. Is there a part of you that tries to get all of your emotional needs met quickly in that month? Like one of my clients who tries to get all of her connection needs met through her son 
and her son's family during the time of year where she most gets to be around them. But she's learning how to stop doing that to excess, not binge on connection during this time of year because she feels starved for it the rest of the year, but to build in enough love and connection and socializing that she's not starved for belonging and connection and doesn't have to binge during the holiday get-togethers. What is it for you? What are you looking forward to in a positive way? And what are you dreading in a way? Where's the pain? And where are the good feels over the next little bit? Because even though right now as I'm recording this, there's a pandemic going on and it's definitely a different holiday season, there will still be a craving for connection. There's still going to be all of those holiday-type jingles and signals from society and the websites you go to, the shows you watch, the songs you listen to. So we will be aware of this season. Figure out what it brings up for you and let's meet those needs in a healthy way instead of waiting for them to resolve themselves in unhealthy ways. That way you can actually have a healing and happy holiday season. Thanks for joining us. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and also share this with anyone that you think it could help because I'm on a mission to help 1 million successful women have healthy, lasting relationships.